When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Chargers with Lorenzo Neal. Matt Money-Smith here, and it is a day of celebration, Lo. Uh, you are fresh off a vacation. You have that golden glow uh, returning from Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. I can only imagine how glorious that was. And as you got back last night, I don't know if you, you got the news while you were in the air, before you took off, or when you landed, Jim Harbaugh is the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. No question. It was all over. You see it on the radio. You listen to the radio. You saw it. It was like, hey, who just signed? It was like the national signing day. It was crazy. Look at Jim Harbaugh. Look, everyone knows in Michigan, you look at what's going on in that great state right now, winning a national title. The Detroit Lions are planning to go to the Super Bowl. They earned the right to go to the Super Bowl. That place was on fire. And now you took out the lightning rod of that state, great state. (laughs) Jim Harbaugh, and he comes back. Do I? Do we say it to California? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Come on, Jim, let's go. Yeah, it's the prize of the coaching carousel of the 2024 offseason. No doubt about it. And congratulations to, to Dean and John Spanos. They did not allow him to leave the building, to get on that plane, to go to Atlanta, to hear a second pitch from Arthur Blank to take over. The Falcons, they they got it done, and I'll say it. I've said it repeatedly, and I'll keep saying it. This was the last piece uh, for all the Spanos detractors that said, oh, they'll never give control, and they won't pay the salary. And, well, that's over. They've got a quarter of a billion-dollar facility. They've got one of the highest payrolls in all of football. They're 55 million bucks over the cap right now that they've got to figure out how to get below it. Uh, They had the highest-paid player in Justin Herbert for a brief minute there. And, and now they're going to have one of the highest paid coaches, and he has earned it. He has earned that salary, locked in for five years to work with Justin Herbert to bring this franchise and all their fans the first Super Bowl in team history. And this is the best way to do it, Lo. It's a head coach, quarterback pairing. That works. That's what works in the NFL. We're seeing it with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes right now, and I feel like the Chargers now have it with Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert. And to be be candid with you, you know that Jim Harbaugh seen more football than Justin than Herbert has ever seen. He still knows where to go with the ball twice as much. So you're going to have a guy now that instantly, when you have a defensive-minded guy or a running back, a different yeah, you can tell them, hey, this is the offense. This is what we're trying to do. Now you have a guy that sees it the same way that you've seen it. That grew, that grew it playing this position, the same position that you played for years. And so now you have that guy that can demand excellence, that guy that's going to push you to make you uncomfortable, but that guy that's still going to put his arm around you and say, it's okay, but you can't tell him that, hey, it's raining, and you know rain don't smell like piss, money. So that's what I'm so excited about. <laughs> no doubt. I, look, we, we talked about what – you know, what What are you looking for? What do the Chargers need in a head coach in, in this hiring cycle? And repeatedly, we, we kick this around. You know, this is a team that figured out how to lose, how to lose repeatedly. And you even heard the frustration in the exit interviews from so many of the players 
about accountability, uh, about demand, uh, about you know having whatever is missing be found this off season. And it walks in with spades when, when Jim Harbaugh is in the building. Uh, it is someone for people here in, in Southern California, they know uh, he ended the USC dynasty and he did it at, of all places, Stanford, you know, a team that was one and 11 when he showed up and he forced Pete Carroll to leave USC and take off to the NFL with his intellectual brutality and a style of football that the Pac-12 simply could not handle. And then he did it in San Francisco you know that low. You saw it, you know, and 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 the ability to create this physical, just buzzsaw that you would feel for two weeks after yeah. you played those 49ers, those Justin Smith, Ahmad Brooks, Alden Smith, Navarro Bowman defenses punished by that offensive line and the tight ends and Vernon Davis, Delaney Walker, and Frank Gore. And like he knows how to coach football. He knows how to punish his opponents. He has a style that has worked every single place he's been. And you know what this is yeah. going to look like. You're going to love the way this looks, Lo. This, this is football made for you, man. No question. One word. Tough. And here's the thing. Uh, you can't cut it. You're not on this team. That's what right. I love. And I know this is what you've been talking about, Money. You and I have been talking about. When are we going to change a culture? And how do you change that? Well, you have to bring the right guy in for that. And just don't just look at his track record. Look at his family's track record. Look in Baltimore. Yeah. Tough. Mean. Look at the way that they play. So you got to You look at his dad. Tough. Yeah, I know his father. He's a great guy, and he, you know, he told the story about Muhammad Ali, and you know, and he was in a fight, and he came into the Baltimore Ravens, and, and John had him come, his dad come up and speak, and he was talking about how we were, we were the Ravens, but you know, we were the team that just had Joey Flacco, rookie quarterback. Didn't people know? We we'll go to the AFC Championship, and he's talking to us, you know, the latter part of the season when we're right there, and he goes, you know what? He tells a story about Muhammad Ali, talks about how tough you have to be, how you have to be built tough because sports is not easy. And he tells about how Muhammad Ali goes from Clashes Clay to change his name to Muhammad Ali. And he's telling this story about this guy said, well, his mama named him Clashes Clay, that's what I'm gonna call him. And Muhammad Ali said, I'm gonna make him change my name. I'm gonna make him say my name. And he's telling the story and he's up there in front of the team. And he's like, the round one starts and I'm like, jab, jab. <laughs> Every time, you know, Muhammad Ali three knock him down in the fourth round and he just stops and calls him. What's my name? Every round, Muhammad Ali's What's my name? Whispering in his ear in the clinches. What's my name? And he just went on to tell his story about how tough you have to be. And finally he said, Muhammad, Muhammad, because you have to beat people down. And that's what hardball, that's the mentality just of their family, their mantra, their dad, their brother. You have to change culture. And how do you do that? You got to get people to, to break and submit, to make them know what's your name. How are we changing? The way of the Chargers, that way is done. That way it's done. People watch the Chargers because they like the franchise, of course, but it's about the guys with the name on their jersey who they come to see. That's a Michigan. They've always been a dynasty. But this one, they talked about Harbaugh, what he, how he changed the, the chemistry and changed Completely. the dynamics there. That's what people and fans want to see. And so now it's what's my name? It's the Chargers. What's my name? The yeah. Chargers. <laughs> you know, it's... I, I don't think very many teams, you know, rude the day the Chargers plane landed in town and they got off the bus as you celebrate with your cigar. Uh, by the way, it's playoff time. The The road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Just talking about that. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online. The game starts here, but Lo, you know it because you were part of it. Teams are not happy when Baltimore gets off the bus. No, 
because they know an ass beating is coming. And and that's what Jim Harbaugh is going to try and install on these Chargers, that when that plane lands or when you show up at SoFi, you know it's going to be 60 minutes of hell. And, and you're going to have to weather that if you intend to get a victory. And it's why, look, it's why the Ravens have been the most consistent team in the NFL for the last 20 years since John Harbaugh has been there. Yep. You know, and even before that, it, it was a culture that was installed by Ozzie Newsome. Yep. And and you just knew that, hey, it's it's a Ravens game. It's yeah. It's going to knock the snot out of you, and you're going to feel it for a couple weeks. And just the idea that that's what's coming to the Chargers is, man, it is so exciting to know that that's what we're going to be seeing here for the next five years and hopefully the next 10 years. No, no question. And, and my, my, my thing to you is like, what do you expect? How do you expect the durability? Cause you know, John and Jim, they are still unique, but they're different. They have, what, what, is, what's, if you had a concern, if you had a concern, uh, you look at this team, what, what is he going to bring to the table? Kind of laying out what you're expecting, how this thing is going to morph into what we believe it can and what makes right. it sustainable. Well, I'll tell you, I don't. I, I'll be honest, Lo. I don't have any concerns. It's why he was to me the the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, he was. seventh, eighth choice. You know, and and I just hope. Well, I'll say this is my concern. I hope he brings Jesse Minner. I, I want that Michigan Baltimore defense. You know, Mike McDonald and, and Jesse Minner were Baltimore guys and Michigan guys, and then Baltimore guys and Michigan guys. So what you see from that Baltimore defense, where it's coming from, everywhere is what you saw at Michigan. Same thing. Just think about the defensive players that that they have put in the league since Jim Harbaugh got there. Think about Aiden Hutchinson yeah. and and Joey Bosa. They go. And and think about, you know, and think about the linebackers in Baltimore and Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith and just the damage that they inflict. Think about Kyle Hamilton and now and how they're using him and you know, Daniel Jeremiah who does the games, you know, with with me for the Chargers games. You know, we were talking yesterday and he said, and I'll, I'll pose it to you, Lo. He said, just throw me a few names, Jim Harbaugh guys that are on this roster right now that, that you think when he looks, he's like, that guy, that guy, that guy. They got him and, and they're in important positions. And, and the first one that popped into my head, when you say, who's a Jim Harbaugh guy on the Chargers roster? Take Justin Herbert off the, the, yeah. the table, you know, right. the quarterback, but take him off the table. Who's the first name you think of when you think, oh, this is a Jim Harbaugh guy? Oh, you know it's got to be Mac. You you, you know Khalil Mack <laughs> is going to be one of the – So you say Khalil, the first name that pops into my head, Derwin James. Oh, Derwin. The man wakes up, he wakes up and he pours a bowl of football for breakfast and eats it, you know, yeah. and that's Jim Harbaugh. Like, oh, yes. To me, I know what you mean profile-wise from Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah, but Derwin James, physical, the mental mentality, mentality when to hit you, when to going to kiss you, he's all about football. Oh, no. Harbaugh's going to get those guys, and he's Derwin James is going to be one of those guys that's going to buy in, that's going to be the first one there, and Jim's going to say, I can work with him. And, and guess what? Derwin James' role is going to even increase because Harbaugh oh, yeah. is going to push him to say, no, look, we eat, breathe football, but also it's about how do you set that tone? How do you set that culture? How are you getting these older guys or the guys? Because he's going to bring in some veteran guys. He's going to bring in guys that he knows that are tough. And that's what he is. He's a great program builder. And that NFL is just like college now. It's three to four years and it's turnover. So Jim is going to have to do a great job. And the GM, which they brought, is going to do probably great too. They're going to build to say, hey, Jim, what do you need in the stable? We're going to go get these guys that's your type of guys. But you got to get those veteran guys to going to build the right way, the right chemistry. And that's what you yeah. like about Harbaugh. You know, I, I, I may have 
told the story here before, but it's one of my favorites when, when Jim Harbaugh was introduced at Stanford and he was talking about his coaching journey and how he got into to being a coach. He mentioned that right before he took the job at San Diego, he, uh, or he had had, when he, when he was thinking about getting into coaching, he had a conversation with Bo Schembechler, his old coach at Michigan. And coach said to him, well, if you're going to get into coaching, um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions here. You going to have a fullback? Yes, I am. You have a tight end, plays with his hand in the ground? Yes, I am. You going to run God's play? Yes, I am. I'll run power. He goes, all right, you can be a head coach. <laughs> I think that is – you love it, Lo. I do. So I, but speaking to what you're saying, I think that's where you're going to see the most dramatic overhaul of this roster. In the tight end room where they don't really have a full-service tight end or a blocking tight end, and in the running back room where they don't have – now maybe they do. And maybe he just hasn't been given the opportunity because Isaiah Spiller's really the only big back in that room with Joshua Kelly and Austin Eckler. Isaiah's a big dude. People may not realize it, but he's a legit, probably close to six feet. He's a legit 215, 220 pounds. Those are the backs that he likes. Think of Toby Gerhardt right. and what he built right. at Stanford. Think of Blake Corum yeah. and how physical he was at Michigan all year. So I think that's where you're going to see the biggest difference on this roster is is – Think about John, Patrick Ricard out there, 300-pound yep. fullback. Yep. You're going to see a fullback. You're going to see tight ends that play with their hand on the ground, and you're going to see some hammers brought into that that running back room because that's just the style of play that he's going he's gonna to work with. Oh, no question, Matt. You're absolutely right. And just the attitude. We're talking about you're going to bring hammers, but they have to have the right attitude. And, and that's what's going to be interesting, just to see through his weeding process. Because even in San Francisco, it was a time where, you know, hey, guys, guys were – they wanted to complain. But he knew, but his remedy works. See, and that's the thing. That's why you got tough skin. You know, Jim and John, they talk about having skin like an armadillo. You know, tough skin. You got to be able to be tough. And that's what he's going to build. Because look, you know, and we and you both know, and the fans know, the way that the Chargers were running it, it wasn't good enough. Something wasn't working. So they said, hey, it's time to flip the page. We're going to turn into this thing upside down. So enter John, Jim Harbaugh. Because they knew that they needed a drastic yeah. change because this organization, with the quarterback and the guys that you're talking about, it's no way they should have underachieved the way that they're underachieving. So now you have to say, we have, and John, you give him credit. John said, you know what, Spanos, you know, they're like, we're going to do whatever it takes. Like, you're keep, you always keep bringing that home. Money is not an object. Yeah. This, this family has said, we're tired of being labeled cheap. We're tired of saying people say we won't go out and get the best coach. Hey, we don't. We'll get. Won't give up power. We won't get the best players. We won't have the best facilities. Those days are over. This over. is a. This is a. This is an ushering of a new guard. And you see, John now. John Spanos is saying, "Look, I'm the transitions coming to me." And right now, he said, "Okay, I know what I did. Fool me once. Fool me twice. But guess what? This third hire that he did, he's saying, you know what? I can't miss." I know that I'm going after the best guy, the guy with one of the best proven track records that's won on every single level, like you alluded to. He won a national title in Michigan. People said, hey, he'll never get by Ohio State. He'll never get by Alabama. Huh, check that box. Look what he's done. Went to freaking San Diego, you know, University of San Diego. Won there. Check. Won yeah. that box. Like you said, 
said, let me go to Stanford, one of the most academic school, you know, academic wise. So it's hard to get those blue chip guys. Yeah. What did he do? He changed that culture, put Stanford, made them a viable school and said, hey, let me go to the 49ers, a team that was sliding, that was going down. And everyone's like, man, what happened to 49 Look what he brought that team, went to the Super Bowl, won titles. And now it's like, OK, so now it's at San Diego, it's the Chargers. How can he get an organization that I plan on some great teams there? We went to an AFC championship. Yeah. You know, that team, that the Chargers organization, been to a Super Bowl. You have a guy now that you're trusting that's going to get you. We weren't able to do it. I think this coach, getting give him the right ingredients, because he's the head chef, give him the right ingredients to make his make his dish, make his meal, this guy will make a superior meal and he'll make a superior team. <laughs> Well, you know, just kind of building off what we were, were talking about, Harbaugh guys, they are premium positions. And, you know, for people that, that aren't around the team day in, day out, you know, maybe you can – and it's hard, you know, it is hard for the casual fan to understand line play and how important it is and just the attitude that it takes and, and how somebody is dominating because you're not going to call Rashawn Slater's name because he no one's getting by him. He's not getting flagged for penalties or false, you know, for false starts or holding calls. And all he's doing is pitching shutouts. And he is a he's a bad dude, man. <laughs> he shuts people down. That's a hardball guy at left tackle. Oh, no, got him. And the other one, Derwin, Rashawn, and the third one, I think, is the other foundational piece. This Harbaugh's going to lose his mind when he gets his hands on Tuli Tui Pelotu. Oh. He is going to freak out because that. I mean, he is 20, just go, just turned 21, tough. and talk. Tough. he is tough, he is mean, he plays up and down the line, he doesn't quit. Guy had a million hockey assists for other sacks on the team that he was just blowing people into the hands of Khalil Mack and, and Morgan Fox and Joey Bosa while he was the guy creating the pressure that led to so many of those sacks. Harbaugh's going to look that. Those are the three guys. You're right. And they're all, you know, and obviously yeah. Harbaugh. You got quarterback, left tackle, defensive end, and and basically captain of your defense safety where linebacker who knows where he's going to end up playing Derwin James all over the place but those you are foundational pieces. pieces that you can yeah that you, you can now build pieces around. that are young that can get you're exactly right money you have foundational pieces that are yeah. young that are in the that are in the peak of their career that can build that are tough that you're not all you're going to have to do is just say look let me just season a little bit more because all those guys like you said they're foundational pieces that, and they have the right attitude. They have that they're not just they're good players because you you've been around a lot of players, Matt. You and I that man could play, but they just wasn't a team type of guy. They didn't get along. They just don't do their job. They don't want to be. You no, know, you need these guys. If he tells them to jump, they're gonna be like, "Ah, oh, hi." And that's the right. kind of guys that you want as your foundational pieces. Now we, we got to change this culture. That Harbaugh's gonna go up to you know Dorms. Hey, man, it's not good enough. And Dorms, like, okay, I gotta get better. See, when you have a coach that's gonna push those buttons. Then when you didn't, because coach is like, man, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. The hell with that. The hell with that. That's mediocre. Yeah. That's mediocre. And that's what Harbaugh's going to do. But he's going to do it in a way that if you can't get it done, hey, man, you can't get it done. Guess what? Hey, hey, I'm going to go with this guy. I'm going to give him a couple plays. There's a couple plays. Because right now, I, just, I, don't, I don't see it. I see it lacking. So he's going to push guys like that. Watch. You're going to see some unhappy oh, yeah. individuals. But it's going to, when your dad got on you, he pushed you, and you know, you wasn't happy, but you say, oh, hey, Dad, I understand. That's what he's going to do. You're going to see some guys that you're going to say, wow, what's going on? And they're going to be, but he is going to, the thing about it is, 
They're not going to be there. He has the keys. So right. he's going to weed those guys out, and there's going to be guys that you're going to see, man, he's going to take them to the top of the mountain, and he's going to push them and see what they fly on. And, I, you know, going back to, you know, the, the point you were asking about, you know, the Harbaugh impact and the other, you know, when we were talking about other candidates and who else could it be, is there somebody else that makes sense? And the reason why I said it's, you know, one through 10 was this, is the Justin Herbert factor. You know, it's one thing, just think about what he walks in with. Number one, he was a quarterback for 20 years. You know, the guy played in Indianapolis for five minutes and he's in the ring of honor. That's the impact he had in, in that city when they had just moved and it wasn't going great. And he makes that playoff run in the AFC championship with a Hail Mary that almost knocks off the Steelers. You know, that's what he meant to that franchise. But he walks into the room not only having been a quarterback and a first round pick and taken all the incoming from those psycho Chicago fans for five, six years, whatever that was when he was there, you know, following up Jim McMahon. But so he's got his playing career. But now you walk in and you say to Justin Herbert, made Andrew Luck number one pick in the draft, made Stanford relevant, 12-1, and one, Orange Bowl, did that. Uh, went to San Francisco. Alex Smith was a bust. Everybody bust. talked about what a mess. Number one, you could have taken Aaron Rodgers. You chose poorly. Took him to the NFC Championship. Completely changed the narrative on Alex Smith's career because of what Jim Harbaugh did with him in just one year. Yep. Colin Kaepernick. Can't play football that way. Nope. This is this, this guy's run first. He da, oh yeah, watch this. Made him made him the most lethal weapon in 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 quarterback, you know, as at quarterback in football for those two years that they went to the Super Bowl and back to the NFC championship game. JJ McCarthy, a complete afterthought, gonna be a first round pick at Michigan, won a national championship. You sit down with Justin Herbert and you say, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna tweak this thing a little bit. We're gonna move things around. We're gonna do this and gonna play football a little bit differently. We're gonna be a run heavy team. You're gonna get these play action shots. You're gonna see guys wide open down the field. We're gonna use that that cannon you've got attached to your shoulder, and this is gonna be great for you. His numbers are gonna come down. I, I, there's no doubt that Justin Herbert's numbers are going to come down. He's not gonna be a five thousand yard, thirty five touchdown you know, quarterback year in and year out. And the idea that you're you're leaving a Ferrari in second gear, no, I don't think that's the case at all. You're going to make him lethal because of how dominant and punishing that running game is going to be, the amount of time he's going to have to throw. gets You're going to have more explosive plays because of it. And he's got the credibility. He's got the history. He's got the background to say, Andrew Luck, Stanford, Toby Gerhardt, intellectual brutality, three tight ends, a sixth. I had I had a sixth offensive lineman and three tight ends right. out there right. with Andrew Luck and Toby <laughs> Gerhardt, and we're throwing to Levine Toilolo 40 <laughs> yards down the field for touchdowns. We're going to make this work. It's going to look different, but it's going to work. Matt, you've done your own work. I can tell you are a hardball fan. My goodness, the way you took us down the memory lane about some of these guys, you're saying, God, how he's going to move around. And that's, but you're right. That's what he's going to do because it's just going to be now you got a, you got a team that's going to be wide open quick. It won't be, okay, wide open the whole game. It's like, okay, run, run, you know. And if you can't, and the thing about it, people are like, well, you're just going to run and be, it's going to be my name offense, my name offense. It's not, no, because you have to have success. Harbaugh's going to demand everyone's like, or you're just going to run. They don't understand what you're saying. You're saying, look, you're going to see a team that's going to run, but they're going to run with efficiency. And now, guess what? You're going to put nine guys in a box, and it's bombs away over your head. That's that far. You want to? You don't think Herbert's going to be open? You're not going to open him up? No. But it's going to be opened up by design, so you're going to see right. more efficiency. And that's the point you're alluding to, is because of what you have in Harbaugh, 
it's going to force guys and teams to play differently for you can see that high efficiency, that big bomb that you want to see down. You want to see you want to see why, where's the consistency at? This is what he's going to bring to the table and make Justin Herbert way more efficient. I agree with you. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just kind of look off screen here for a second because I want to make sure I get the numbers exactly right. And and here's the the perfect example. We talk about, oh, it's not going to be a 5,000-yard, you know, 35-touchdown type season. Well, well, guess what? Someone's going to win the MVP this year, and that someone is going to have passed for – let me get the numbers here – uh, all of, uh, here we go, regular season, 3,678 yards and 24 touchdowns. That's, That's Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson. passing numbers this year, right? <laughs> 3,624. Now, he rushed for 821 and five touchdowns. That's going to help him, but that's what we're talking about. That's Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill, Patrick Ricard. It's the tight ends with Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, like, it's going to look like it's going to have a very – it's not the same because Justin is a much more accomplished passer than Lamar. It's going oh, wait, to look yes. different. But what I'm getting at is you're going to play a physical brand of football. Herbert's still going to win MVPs. It's just going to look different. It's it's not going to be the Drew Brees 5,200-yard, 50, you know, 38-touchdown type of season. It's going to be a little bit more of the 4,200 yards – 25 touchdowns, probably another six or seven on the ground. And that's what I assume it's going to resemble. You're absolutely right. And that's what people are. This is going to be Justin Turbo's best running year ever. You're, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Because Harbaugh is going to be like, this guy can do it. He just hasn't been had to do it. Harbaugh is going to, but he's going to run smarter. He's going to run more efficient. They're going to teach him how to slide. They're going to work on drills where he's actually running the ball, getting him out there with the bags yeah. and hitting. And you're going to have this guy saying, okay, I know how to run the ball. We, I know what I'm looking for. So that's what he's going to – because he, Harbaugh is going to make the backside become the front side. He's going to make defenses cover every blade of ground and every blade of grass. And now you're quarterback because Herbert, to me, I think he's a tough, fat one of the – I think maybe top seven or eight fastest quarterbacks in the league. He's not oh, yeah. slow. So he no. can, this kid can get it. He get out. He can run. You know what he is, Low, and, and I just pulled it up. Just, he's Andrew Luck. That's what we're talking about. People didn't, they don't think of Andrew Luck as, a, as, as an athlete because he's a gigantic, lumbering white dude. I get it. Yeah. You know, you're not thinking yeah. like, oh, Absolutely. wait, no. Dude was fast. He fast. was strong. You want to know what? Here, here's Andrew Luck's uh, first three seasons in the NFL. 255 and five, 377 and four, 273 and three. Yes. Those are his rushing yards and touchdowns. <laughs> and that's what Jim Harbaugh built at Stanford. That was the quarterback that he built. And I, there is a similar, all you got to do is watch his first start. Watch Justin Herbert's first start to know he's got that same physicality in him as Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck would punish guys when punish, he would run yeah. the football. And that's what, and and so would Herbert, you know, before they backed him off and said you can't keep doing that. But that's his that's mentality in makeup. That is in yeah. there. And and you're gonna see that's what it's gonna look like. Sixty, six, you know, sixty-two, sixty-three, sixty-four attempts, two fifty, three seventy, two seventy-three, and five, four, and three touchdowns. That's what it's gonna look like. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, you said it well, well said. And I think that you you look at, you know, the way that Herbert plays, like you said, he's physical type of guy. And he's a 200, what, 230? Everyone thinks he's just, yeah. he's a little skin stick. He's a giant. He's, he's gigantic. Yes. He's a horse. Low, he's probably 240. I'm not I, I kidding. I believe it. 
he's no, I, he's probably two. He's probably six six two forty. He is built uh, yeah. like a giant linebacker. And when you saw him knock, I can't. I wish I could remember his name. Oh. I, you know what? I'm going to protect the innocent. <laughs> right, right. Knocked him into the next week. You know when he tried to you know tried to bow up on him on the sideline and give him right. I remember, the next thing you know yeah. he's knocked out cold. Herbert pops up and is ready for the next play. Like that's. Look, there's a reason why we're excited, you know, as we kind of put a button on this low. There's a, we don't, you know, I don't want to speculate on the staff. Is Kellen Moore no. going to come back? Ryan Ficken going to come back? They're people, they got families. We hope it all works out for them. You know, perhaps coach is going to want to bring in his own guys. I, I don't think there's any question that Jesse Minner's got to be the top choice for defensive coordinator because of the job that he's done. And just that's the style of defense you want. It's worked repeatedly and, and you'd love to see that work. And then on top of that, I think, you know, Greg Roman makes sense. He was with him at Stanford. He was with him in San Francisco. He was with Lamar Jackson and John in Baltimore. Um, so it's certainly something that lines up. Um, but, you know, I think he's going to probably go through the process of interviewing Kellen, interviewing Ryan Ficken. Will he bring his son Jay with him, who was the special teams coordinator at, at Michigan? Don't know. So I don't want to, and we don't, as of the moment we're taping this, we don't know who the GM is going to be. It's down to two. It looks like Brandon Brown and Joe Ortiz. Um, I think it's going to be Joe Ortiz. It makes sense it's because Joe, yeah. you know, it make, makes sense. 25 years in Baltimore, you know, director of player personnel, basically just a notch below DaCosta now uh, after all those years with Ozzy and with with DaCosta and, and helping build that Ravens team to be the most consistent force in football. So, and that's going to be a great partnership. And, and, you know, once that gets done, that'll be our conversation next week of, okay, well, now you got all these pieces. We know the coordinators. We know the GM. We got the fifth pick in the draft to talk about how is it all going to look. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm just glad the Chargers finally it's over. You and I have been waiting the last couple yeah. of weeks. There's been so many guys. You know, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Brable? Who's going to be this coach? And now, you know what? One, 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 one bowling down. One ball down. That's one of those right. balls are now taken off the table. You now it's like, okay, what's the GM? Now we look forward to just what this Charger team and the organization in the direction that they're going to take us before a season starts. We need to know what's in the shelf, what's in the cabinets before any of this happens. And it's great that they're going about it the right way. And right now, Harbaugh is our guy, and I'm excited. It's a day of celebration. Put that cigar in your mouth low. We'll be back next week to dig in even further after all the staff and uh, general manager positions are filled. This has been Believe in Chargers, presented by BetOnline. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.